So the actual definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. And really what that means for us as entrepreneurs is that perseverance is really sticking to it when it gets hard, when you don't feel like it, uh, when others may give you a hard time, when you just keep hitting roadblocks and perseverance is really just sticking through all of that and seeing it through. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined by Gabe Cox. Gabe is one of our coaches inside Startup Society, and she is a woman of many talents, and I am so pleased to have her both as a part of the Startup Society program and also joining me today as a guest for not only this episode, but for a series of episodes that we are doing this month. So before we get into that, I just want to say welcome to Gabe, and thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here, too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the work that you do? My name is Gabe Cox, and we live in Colorado. I have a husband and three boys, and we homeschool. We, my two older boys are competitive gymnasts, so we have quite a busy schedule. I would like to call it more of a productive schedule, but we have a really good time. I am an avid runner, and that's kind of where the story of what we're talking about perseverance comes from but then I've used it in many other facets. I help women use their passions to enhance their productivity and spiritual growth so that they can go after their God-given goals. I am a huge dreamer and I believe in having big goals and big burly dreams, but then it's a matter of what to do with those and how to hold yourself accountable to get them done. Wonderful, and can you tell us a little bit about that first book that you wrote? It's called Mind Over Marathon, Overcoming Mental Barriers in the Race of Life. And I use the analogy of one of my big goals was to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And in order to do that, you have to hit a certain time based on your gender and your age. In the running community, it's a huge goal for many people. And and so what I do is I take you through the mental training and the success principles that it takes to um bring a goal from the start to the finish line and the battles that you're going to have to encounter, the challenges you're going to have to face, but how to endure long enough to see your goal through to fruition. Which is so important, right? (laughs) Because we all have these goals and we want to get the, the fruits of our labor. And so we start working towards them. But unless we are able to persevere to the end, then we often don't get any results at all. You know, there are, I think there are different sorts of goals in life. And there are some things that as you work towards them, you s- immediately to start to get some sort of reward or some sort of result. And the more you work at it, the bigger results you get. But there are other things that you don't get any result until you do achieve success and get that final payoff. 
And perseverance, I think, is important with both of these different types of goals, but it's especially important for obvious reasons with that latter type of goal. I wanted to start out by just telling a little story that I think illustrates this principle really well. So a few a few months ago, my family and I went on a little vacation. We didn't go very far. We drove up to the gorge in Oregon. It's this really beautiful scenic area where the river flows through the mountains, and there are these nice kind of mountainside resorts and things like that. And and we drove up there, beautiful drive, and we're staying there for a few days. And something that this area is known for is a lot of waterfalls, which makes sense, right? You've got mountains and you've got a river. And so we wanted to see some of these waterfalls. We saw a few of them as we were driving, but none of them up close. And as we were staying there, we really wanted to go explore a few of them. So one day when my husband was busy with something else, I took the kids, packed them all into the van, and we set out to find a waterfall. So we started, we just looked on Google, and we tried to choose the waterfall that was both close, but also specifically close to the road because I had a baby and I had forgotten to bring a front pack and I certainly couldn't take a stroller on a mountain path. So I was going to be carrying the baby. So I, I picked a waterfall that looked not too far away and not too much of a hike. And we set off following Google's instructions. Google at first took me down the main highway and then took me onto odd looking turn off onto a gravel road. I was a little surprised, but I was trusting Google. So I went down this road that got worse and worse. I'm talking giant potholes, tiny little twists, logs on this road. And I am in my minivan that has quite low clearance, <laughs> lower than your average car, I would think. And so I was a little bit worried I was going to get stuck, but I was trusting Google. I'm not sure why I was trusting Google so much, but I kept thinking, oh, it'll just be a little further. So we get down this road and then someone is following me uh, down this tiny little gravel road. I don't know why. I later found out. We, we stopped and we talked to them later. And they were also looking for a waterfall with their young family as well. <laughs> but anyway, I make it down this road and we get out and we can't even find the trail to walk to this waterfall. So after a little bit of hiking around, looking around, we decide to head back. It was a little easier to get back. And we stopped and talked to that family and they thought that they had figured out how to get to the waterfall a different way. So we followed them down the highway into a, a different parking area. And this was a little bit more legit looking, no sketchy looking back roads. We just parked in a parking lot and we started hiking down the road. And honestly, it wasn't the most pleasant hike. We were hiking right next to the highway, but it was a paved path. And so I was able to carry the baby more easily and the boys were riding their scooters and that was great. But we kept walking down this path for probably 15 minutes and still no sight of a waterfall. And at this point, all my kids were kind of hungry. It was lunchtime. So we finally decided, okay, we're just going to go to a certain tree we could see to the end of this little, this part of the hill. And we will look around the side of the hill. Maybe we will see a waterfall. If we do, great. If we don't, we're just heading back. So we got to that point, still no waterfall. So we walked all the way back. So we've got on a quite a little journey at this point. No waterfalls at all. So no payoff. We get in the car and so now we're driving down the highway the same way we had been walking 
And just past that point where we had finally stopped, literally the next hill, there is the waterfall. We drive past it. Okay, there's a waterfall. But unfortunately, we, we missed it because we stopped just a tiny bit too soon. So I laughed about it. Of course, you know, there was no great, great disappointment with it. It was just more a humorous moment that illustrated this situation that we so often find ourselves, I think, in life. And a lot of the time, we don't ever get that opportunity to do the drive-by after we've been doing the work, you know, when we never got the result and we just write off as a complete failure. We never know how close we got, but I was able to see how close I got when I drove past. And I thought that that was such a fitting example for this thing that Gabe and I have both seen so many times inside startup society and not just inside startup society, in the entrepreneurship community as a whole. But inside startup society, we're working really closely with the members, really personally with them. We get to know their situation and their business. And so often, because we have both worked with a variety of entrepreneurs, uh, quite a number of entrepreneurs, and also because we have worked on our own businesses, we kind of get that drive-by perspective, that objective outside perspective that when they are in the trenches building their businesses, they just can't see. Gabe, can you kind of maybe describe this situation that we see with Startup Society members sometimes and the reason why we decided to have this conversation today and share this this month on the podcast? Yeah, that analogy was perfect because it makes me think about there's a meme where you see somebody trying to pickaxe in the caves and trying to get to the diamonds and they're about an inch away when they quit. And that's what I feel like happens a lot of times. I see this with members too. We, they, we get frustrated. We get discouraged because we aren't seeing the results because we're looking for the results instead of just continuing on the path, knowing that they will come. And that is true. It's usually it's when we quit or when we're at that breaking point of wanting to quit that our breakthrough is on the other side. We just have to persevere a little bit more. And it's those who decide to do that that actually will see their businesses grow and then they will see the results. But it's it's a long game. And some of us, we just want, we want it now. I mean, we have that microwave mentality, especially in the US, I would say, but it's, it's we want that instant gratification and we, we aren't willing to be patient or to stick with that one thing for long enough. And I've seen that with members in, in startup and, and other places as well. And I think even it's not just the people who want it now who have no patience, because I think a lot of people think, well, I have patience. I'm willing to work for this. And they do work for it for quite a bit of time. But when they don't see the results, then they give up. And so I don't want people to like maybe tune out right now because they think, oh, that's not me. You know, I'm in it for the long game. You're in it for the long game until it doesn't look like it's working, you know, and when you're not seeing any results, that is when so many people give up because when you are working on one of these goals where earlier I mentioned there's kind of these two different types of goals, one where you are getting results as you're working and it's incremental versus these other types of goals where you don't get any results until you finally reach success. And when you're working on one of those types of goals, it takes quite a strong element of faith, I would say. So you have to have the perseverance and you also have to have the faith that the actions that you are taking are going to lead you to that result. Because if you don't have a strong component of faith, then when you don't see results for weeks or months, you're going to to give up, even if you thought you were in it for the long game. You're in it for the long game unless you think that you're never going to win. 
Because that would be stupid, right? If you were never going to win and you just kept working on it, that like sounds a lot like the definition of insanity, yep. right? Doing the same thing, expecting different results. So when you post a blog post on your blog every week and nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens, at a certain point you say, I should stop doing this because it is not working, right? And I don't want to be a fool. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's just the... What are, what are we willing to do? What are we willing to, how far are we willing to go? How hard are we willing to work? It is hard. You know, sticking with it is hard. And so I'm sure that there are some people who are listening right now and thinking, well, but how do I decide? How do I find that balance between having perseverance and having faith, but not winding up being a fool, devoting myself hopelessly to something that will never create the result I'm looking for. So that's something we're going to get into later on in this series. We have an episode planned talking about how to decide when it is time to give up, when it is time to try something different. So we will be getting into that specific topic later on, but we wanted to start out by talking about what exactly is perseverance, why it matters so much, and really understanding what your motivation is, because that's going to create the foundation of just like setting yourself up for success from the start so that you know what you're building on. And then later we can talk about things like how to keep staying motivated when maybe you are losing faith and also how to know when it is time to maybe try something different and how to avoid some obstacles that could get in your way and could derail you. So those are some of the things we have planned for future episodes. Gabe, how about you share with us what exactly perseverance is? So the actual definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. And really what that means for us as entrepreneurs is that perseverance is really sticking to it when it gets hard, when you don't feel like it, uh, when Others may give you a hard time because that's a real thing, right? When you just keep hitting roadblocks and roadblocks come or giants come or walls or whatever you want to call them, and they just make you want to quit and they help, they make you second guess yourself and decide and kind of wonder, is this really what I want to do? Is this really what I should do? Do I really have what it takes? And all the questions that come, but perseverance is really just sticking through all of that and seeing it through. So in kind of like a real life scenario is when you have something that you want to do for a reason, you have something you're trying to maybe accomplish, perseverance is keeping going toward it and not letting things stop you, not letting, you know, not being stopped when it's hard or when you don't feel like it or when others give you a hard time or when roadblocks come, but instead sticking with it until you get that result, until you reach the finish line one way or another. Right. Yep, exactly. So why does perseverance matter so much, Gabe? The reason that perseverance matters so much is because there's so much to be learned in it. When you're actually go working toward a goal or working toward the results of your business or what you're trying to accomplish, you can there are lessons and um, it builds our character. It really does. Perseverance can help define who we are and build who we are. But I there, I mean, there's multiple facets and we can go into so many different ones. Um, it can help you personally grow because you have to continually be learning in order to get to the next step. And it makes you stronger because that time when you decide you want to quit and you don't, 
that built your strength a little bit. And that's one of the things that I believe so strongly in is that we put ourselves into the fire, like the refiner's fire, where we're being molded and shaped. And the reason for that is because we come out stronger. Um, You know, perseverance can help in all areas of our lives when it comes to discipline, because in order to actually be going after something because there can be you can have a goal and you can have what you want but if you're not actually going after it you're not going to hit it and you don't have to persevere because you're just thinking about it Um, but it can make you a disciplined person because you have to create these daily habits or you have to create the steps in order to get to where you want and um, I've found even in I, I I would say my running I use that in I learn lessons so many times through that because I have to persevere when I have a goal, but it's made me disciplined in my business and it's made me disciplined as a, be disciplined as a parent or be disciplined in my quiet time or whatever it is that I'm trying to do. That has helped me to become a disciplined person. Um, you can gain more self-confidence because when you don't quit on yourself, when you don't quit and you keep going, it's going to build you. And then the next time that you decide you want to try something new or the next time that it gets hard, you have that more gumption and that much more belief to keep going. And that's really important because a lot of the self-doubt is a real thing. Um, Lack of confidence is a real thing. But how do we build it? We build it by keeping on persevering and keeping on doing the hard things. Yeah, I love that you went there first. I love that the first thing that you said about why perseverance matters is because of what you learn through it and what it does to you. Because I think that the initial reaction of many people is that why perseverance matters is because it means you'll get the result that you're looking for. You know, like like I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, you're not going to get the result unless you can persevere. And that is one reason why perseverance matters. But I think an even bigger reason really is what it does to you, what you learn through it, how you grow, what it teaches you about life, how it develops your character. It, yeah. And I don't know if there's anything else in life that teaches you as much. Maybe maybe that's overreaching. But as far as like human experience goes, staying the course is really where the hard work happens. Like you said, it's where you build the discipline. I posted something on Instagram the other day, which mostly is completely unrelated to this discussion. I was talking about personal care and how uh, a lot of people think that personal care, self-care is things like spa days and treating yourself. But in reality, self-care is taking care of yourself, which looks like things like waking up at a consistent time and eating a healthy breakfast and showing up for work at the right time so that you can have a balanced schedule and not putting too much on your plate and going to bed on time and overall having discipline because having discipline is one of the most important ways to take care of yourself and you can't take care of yourself without it and the comments were just so encouraging and so many people talking about how important they felt discipline was also and how it really is an underrated value today Nobody wants discipline. They want to enjoy life. They want to relax. They want to have a a type of balance that is more based on not having to do hardly any work rather than a type of balance that comes through discipline by putting things in their proper place in your life and then having the, the discipline and the perseverance to stick with that. And so I think that discipline is so closely tied to perseverance. Like you can't persevere unless you have the discipline to do so. And in persevering, you learn a lot about discipline and you really strengthen your discipline. Mm -hmm. And discipline is a daily decision. And something I uh, 
kind of live by John Maxwell is one of my favorite leadership um, coaches. And he's, he talks about the secret of your success is determined by your daily agenda. And that's really perseverance has to do with that. It has to do with, are you willing to do your daily habits or the things that you know you need to do in order to get to where you want? Um, or are you going to not? And that's a choice. And I love that discipline is actually a choice and we can, we can do it or we can't whichever one you want. Yeah. It definitely is a choice. I want to mention, though, that it is a recurring choice. It's not something where you're either disciplined or you're not. Gabe and I are not sitting on a pedestal here saying, we are disciplined, and so we are going to teach you how to be disciplined. Some days I am disciplined, some days I am not. Some moments I am disciplined, and some moments I am not. Sometimes I make the right choices, and sometimes I do not, and I'm sure Gabe would say the same thing. I do find that the more right choices I make, the more I stay on that straight and narrow path and the easier it is for me to make other good choices, especially when it comes to things. Well, not especially, but, you know, as it pertains to this conversation, especially. Right. Um, When I'm more disciplined with my schedule, things fall into place. When I'm more disciplined with my schedule and my habits, it's easier for me to persevere and to do the things I need to do to keep working towards my goals. Versus when I let myself be more lax about it, at first it's fun and then it devolves into chaos. Yeah, exactly. And to remember that sometimes it's okay to have a rest day or an off day. For sure. It doesn't mean that you're not disciplined. It means we'll get back on track the next day. It's okay. So yeah, rest is absolutely important. I, I don't want anyone to think I'm saying you gotta <laughs> hustle every day because that's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I rarely work on the weekends at all and almost never work on Sundays. Just as an example, I'm taking rest every day. And I mean, everyone who's listening to this podcast, I think knows I only work about 20 hours a week. So I'm not at all preaching that you have to, you know, work every moment of every day. But I do think it's important that you are consistent with what you say you're going to do. And if you say you're going to work for from nine to noon, that you show up at nine and you work until noon, just as an example, right? If you say you're going to, you know, start working at at 8 p.m. at night and get in the two hours after your kids go to bed, then do that. But, and that kind of comes into this discussion of perseverance and discipline and having that, there's a word for this, I'm blanking on what the word is, but um, integrity, that's what the word is, having integrity, very closely tied to discipline, although of course, distinctly different as well. The episode you're currently listening to was originally offered as a live stream inside Startup Society, our training program for digital entrepreneurs. Each week in the program, Gillian teaches a live workshop for startup members, including a teaching segment like what you're listening to right now, a tutorial segment that demonstrates how to take action on the lesson, and an open Q&A period where Gillian and guest experts work directly with each member. Members also get access to Startup Society's library of business training courses, monthly co-working sessions and other events, and our private community forum. If you're looking for affordable business training, mentorship, and accountability, then visit startupsociety.com forward slash podcast to learn more about the program and apply to join. Now here's Gillian with the rest of today's episode. So something that can help to stay the course, to have perseverance, I think that this is a little bit outside of discipline or integrity, but 
almost a little hack, if you will, is knowing your why, knowing why you care about the goal you're trying to achieve. This is where your initial motivation is going to come from. And knowing your why can certainly help you to persevere. Now, if you only know your why, but you have no discipline, I still do not think you will be successful. I do think it takes both, but discipline with no purpose, no reason why, I think is a a long, hard course. Maybe you can do it if you're really disciplined, but it's not going to be that fun, right? But if you know why you're doing something, if you know why you care about it, and you also have the discipline to do it, that is when you will both enjoy the process and get that end result. So Gabe, what about knowing your why? What can you share with us about how to figure out what your why is? Yeah, the why is super important. Like you said, you can't just have your why because you can be thinking about it all day long, but thinking about it, it's kind of like, I'm gonna think about being a car, (laughs) but that's not, I'm never gonna become a car, right? (laughs) You can't just think about it, you have to do it. So that's why both of them are connected. But in order to really be willing to persevere, you need to find that deep-rooted reason as to why you're doing what you're doing. Um, Because that, when you're going through difficulty or when you're having some emotional instability, because I don't know about you, but my feelings sway all the time. I can be happy one minute and sad the next and angry the next minute. And, um, And so you really need to have something to keep you stabilizing, to keep you rooted. And, or when you just flat out want to quit when you're just feeling like I don't have what it takes I don't want to do this anymore but once if you have that deep-rooted why that is going to be easier to stay the course now um, one of the ways that I like to help others find their why is to go back to thinking about when you were a kid (laughs) and when you're asking your parents why all the time I don't know if you ever did that I did it all the time my kids do it now and you know it'll be some random thing why is the sky blue and then you tell them you know that's why that's how God made it I don't know but and then and then they'll be like well why why did that happen and then they just keep wanting to dig a little bit further and further until you finally say I really don't know but but that's not where we're going today but we are going to use that method and one of the ways to do it is to say okay so why am I building the business that I'm building and the surface level why might be because I want more money. I want to make more income. Okay. Well, why? Why does that matter? Um, Well, maybe it matters because you want a better life for your kids. Okay. Well, why? (laughs) Why does that matter? And you just keep going and digging further and further and you're going to find that deep-rooted why. It could be something about, it it could seep into, okay, why does owning your own time matter to you? What's really important to you? Is creating memories with your family important and what are those memories? Uh, Maybe it's just having that stress free life when it comes to finances that you're not thinking about how you're going to put food on the table. Um, And or one of my deep whys is because I want to be I want to create the atmosphere for my kids to understand what it is to do to build a business, to be an entrepreneur, but to take a goal and to see it through to fruition because I'm their best example or I want to be their best example. I don't want them looking elsewhere because if I'm not their example, they're going to find someone else to be. Um, But that is my deep-rooted why, and I think about that when I want to quit. I go, okay, so what's this, 
what is this going to do for my kids? How are my kids going to see me then? And that really helps keep me going. But uh, your deep-rooted why might be different than mine. But that's a really good method to get those juices flowing and to really figure out what it is for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me share what happened to me when I tried to do this for the first time and the second time and the third time, many times. It took me a while to figure this one out. So when I was early on in my journey of becoming an entrepreneur um, and I started reading business books and and personal development books, the success related content, um, I, I encountered this idea pretty early on that your why was important. And so... Of course, I, I tried to figure out my why. But a lot of the examples that I was given were very external reasons. So like, I want to build my business to help a million people become successful, you know, in one way or another. And that sounded like a great goal, but it wasn't my personal reason for why I wanted to build my business. And so I just felt like I must be very shallow because I did not have any lofty goals like that. I just wanted to make money. <laughs> and I, I, I struggled with that. I was like, don't I have a better reason why? Honestly, I just want to make money. I don't have money right now and I want to have money. So uh, I guess, uh, I'll, so I, I kind of like swayed back and forth between sometimes coming up with these like artificial reasons why um, that sounded better, but weren't honestly my reason why, and then getting like real honest with myself, I just wanna make money. And it took me a long time to realize, to go where you just went with this, which is, well, why do you wanna make money? Because I didn't ask myself that question. Why did I wanna make money? I just thought, you know, like right now I'm struggling because I don't have money, so having money would solve this problem. But when I thought about that more, like what would money mean to me? Why do I want to earn the money? Then I came up with lots of much better reasons, things like the thing you just mentioned, you know, having control of my time. As long as I didn't have money, I had to work for someone else. I had to kind of be a slave to either my boss or my clients, and I had to just keep hustling, right, just to pay the bills. But if I have money, if, I, if my business is more successful, so I have a larger revenue, a larger profit each year, then I have more control over my time. I have more flexibility because I have accumulated more resources in the bank, if you will. I have more savings. So that was one reason why. Another reason why that I discovered was that I wanted to have more security, essentially. I didn't want to have to worry about, you know, will I be able to pay this bill? I wanted to know that my kids would be taken care of and that we weren't going to end up on the street. <laughs> I think that we all have those, maybe not all of us, maybe some people don't do this, but a lot of us have, you know, a scenario that we play out in our heads like, oh no, if this goes wrong, then this will go wrong. And eventually I'll die or eventually I'll be friendless or eventually I'll be homeless. And mine, my go-to one was I'm going to be homeless. I don't know why I thought this, but because, because I wasn't homeless at any point in my life, right? But for some reason, that is where it would always go like, oh no, if this launch fails, if my website crashes, if people don't watch my YouTube videos, then I'm going to be homeless. Anyway, so that was one thing I wanted to avoid by having money. So essentially having that security. 
So that's kind of my journey with this question. And so the way Gabe just explained, I think is so important, not just trying to come up with some idyllic version of like this great reason why I want to build my business, why I want to achieve this goal, but instead just getting honest with yourself about what you think it is and then asking, well, why do I want that? Why do I want that? Why do I want that? Mm -hmm. And knowing that the why can change throughout. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Because you don't, it might be there, but you might even root it deeper as you go, or it might just change because you might be like, realize, no, that's not really what I wanted. This is what I want. And that's okay because we're always changing and growing. We need to have our why change with us. That's a very good point. I think that when I first started building my business, my why honestly was just I wanted to pay my bills so I could stop worrying about them because they were kind of a nuisance, right? Um, but then once I reached a level where I could pay my bills, then I was able to expand my reasons why to wanting to have more control over my time so I could homeschool my kids and wanting to have more to give back to others. I love it. I love having the opportunity to, when someone has a problem, being able to say, I can help. I love that. So next, Gabe, let's talk about the consequences of not persevering. What if we what if we don't have the discipline? What if we don't, you know, force ourselves to keep going? What if we don't build the structures in our lives that will help us keep going? And we maybe switch from one thing to another. When we're not seeing results with this, we just try something else. What do you think the the result of that situation is going to be? Yeah, I think that's a really good question to ask ourselves because really what are the costs of not accomplishing your goal? What won't change if you don't persevere? That is a question, that's a personal question for you to ask and because it's just like um, when you're finding your deep-rooted why, you can change that around and go, what will happen if I don't persevere, if I don't build this business and make it successful or whatever the goal is. Um, and you can change around those things because really what's going to happen are you're going to remain stuck right where you are. Nothing's going to change. If you don't change something, nothing's going to change. You're going to be stuck with doubt and you're going to be stuck with fear and the what ifs and regret, really. Um, you'll probably be less likely to create positive habits because with perseverance comes those daily habits or disciplines and you'll become a less disciplined person. And um, you could also become self-defeating rather than self-confident. So you're gonna lose that self-confidence that you've been building through your perseverance because as soon as you give up on yourself, um, that, that confidence is shattered and you have to rebuild it again. Um, you might even be thinking, what are people thinking of me and start going into that route of comparison and different things like that. And you're also less likely to try new things or to try to set another goal. You will probably kind of sit in that failure and not be willing to try again because it didn't work the first time. Why would it work now, right? And, um, and failure really can become a bad thing rather than a learning opportunity because really failure is a learning opportunity. I don't call it a failure, I call it an opportunity for growth. And I don't like failure. <laughs> I really don't like when things don't work out my way, which is more than not probably, but if we use it to fuel ourselves and fuel ourselves forward, then we can grow and grow ourselves. But if we choose to quit on ourselves or to not persevere, then that becomes not so much a learning moment, it becomes more of a, um, what, what do I do now? Now I, all I, all I mm -hmm. am is a failure, right? And we'll start to having that negative talk to ourselves. And for me, 
So my deep-rooted why is really being an example for my kids to help them have a role model. That's like my, I have a lot of other reasons, like financial reasons and freedom reasons, but that's like my deep-rooted one. I no longer can be an example for my kids if I don't persevere. And now they don't, can't look at me for what perseverance is. So what I hear you saying is that it's not just about not getting the result that you were aiming for if you don't persevere. If you don't persevere, it's about all of the lessons you miss out on in the process. It's about, it will damage your self-esteem. It will make you more likely to fail or not even try in the future. And ultimately, it's saying that your reason why doesn't really matter. Yeah, and, and it's saying you don't matter, right? Um, you're almost saying what I thought I wanted doesn't matter. And mm -hmm. that's not true, that's a lie. Now, on the flip side, I think that there's another outcome that can come from asking this question of what is the cost of not accomplishing this goal? On the one hand, there's the scenario you just played out. The cost is high, right? If I don't accomplish this goal, let's say the goal was you want to write and publish a book, okay? So that's the goal and you have reasons why you want to do that and there's so much to be learned through the process and you really want that outcome. So if I ask myself, what is the cost of not accomplishing this goal? It's I will never become an author. I will damage my self-esteem. I will um, not learn these valuable lessons etc etc right on the other hand though maybe that wasn't a great goal for you maybe you just wanted to write and publish a book because you thought that that would make you more popular and would make people like you more and it's not something that really matters to you and so when you ask yourself what is the cost of not accomplishing this goal well the cost is that i'm not going to get that you know that pat on the back from other people i'm not going to get that that confidence boost that ego boost but the, the profit, if you will, the payoff of not accomplishing that goal is I'm going to have a couple hundred more hours in my life that I will not spend writing this book that doesn't really matter to me. I will be able to use that time to do something else that matters to me more, right? And so I think that that's something you can ask at the beginning of a process before you even start setting out to reach a goal. But even mid-process, and we'll get into this more later on, I think in that episode where we talk about um, when is it time to perhaps give up or, or do something different, try something new. But there comes a point when maybe you decide, even if the goal is just around the corner, there's this thing called sunk cost fallacy, which is that you shouldn't say like, well, I've already put in $100. I already put in 100 hours. And so I should keep paying. I should keep investing my time if the goal doesn't matter anymore. If whatever you are pursuing is no longer something you want, it is not worth paying another cent. It is not worth investing another minute into it. We'll get into that more later. But I think that that's relevant to the, you know, what is the cost of not accomplishing this goal? What is the cost of accomplishing the goal as well? Yeah, I, I'm thinking of uh, poker when you say that. Uh, my family yes. likes to play poker. We don't real bet. We just play for yeah. fun. But it's kind of that oh, someone's putting me all in. I really don't have much, but I've already put in like 50 already. Yeah. What do I do? Uh, you pull out, right? You shouldn't just go mm -hmm. all in if you don't either have the passion for it or you don't have the tools for it or the things like that. So it, that's kind of funny. We just played that the other day. <laughs> 
Yeah, in your poker analogy, you'd either want to like have the gumption to really put in your bluff too. Yes. So not just push in your chips and be like, ah, oh, whatever. But you know, you're gonna play it through and act like it, or you actually have the cards, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that in the scenario of a, achieving your goal, you either need to really care about that end outcome and really want that result. Or you want to really learn the lessons through the process, right? And really just uh, say yes to yourself and stick with what you said you're going to do, having that integrity. So like practice having integrity. That could be a reason to continue pursuing the goal, even if maybe you no longer care about writing the book or whatever the goal actually was. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right. And let's wrap this episode up. I know we're going a little bit long here, but by briefly talking about the biggest obstacle to perseverance, what's the biggest thing that could get into your way? Uh, We're going to talk about this more later, but I just want to touch on this because I think it's so important to this discussion of perseverance and what it is and the basics of perseverance. So what is the biggest thing that could get in your way, Gabe? All right. Are you ready for it? It's a really big thing, (laughs) but it's it's ourselves. It's yourself. Um, We are our biggest obstacle to persevering. And a lot of this comes because, um, you know, we stand in our own way of working our business to the point of success because of either procrastination or doubts or, you know, the belief in all the things and or the disciplines or what it takes or quitting too early. Uh, And the other thing, and this could be a whole episode in itself, is that we talk to ourselves more than anyone else throughout the day. And honestly, much of what we say to ourselves is negative unless we retrain ourselves to see it and catch it and um, to really take our thoughts captive. But because of that, we can talk ourselves out of a lot of things and we can talk ourselves, oh, it's okay, it's no big deal, whatever. And and really, that is an obstacle and that's ourselves. Um, And we also, one of the biggest things that we do is we limit ourselves to what we believe about ourselves. So if we don't feel believe highly in um, who we are, or if we don't know who we are or whose we are or whatever like that, then we will limit ourselves and um, our expectations or our beliefs are what um, can either cause us to persevere or cause us to quit. Going back to your poker analogy, what I'm thinking about here is like, it's like you're playing poker with these other characters and these other characters might have real things that can get in your way, like cards that are higher than your cards, or they might just be bluffing. And these things are kind of like your other, the voices inside your head that are telling you these different things. And so they're telling you, you're not good enough, you don't have what it takes, you know, various things like that. Those are just bluffs. And then sometimes even when there are real obstacles, and in the in the real situation we're talking about here, most of the time, even when there are real obstacles, you can still win if you can bluff better than those other players. So if they have higher cards, but you are really confident and you go all in, well, then you can get through those obstacles and you can win even if you have worse cards. Yeah, totally true. And so, and you can bluff to yourself about um, what your thoughts yes. are, right? You can bluff to yourself about your belief until you actually believe it. Or when you persevere a little bit longer, that belief builds. So you can you can really talk to yourself in that way. Absolutely. Okay, well, Gabe, this has been a fantastic discussion. I know there is so much more to be said about this topic of perseverance. As I mentioned earlier on in this episode, we're going to be talking in future episodes about how to really set yourself up for success so that you have the best chances of success from the start and you don't have to work quite as hard to see this whole thing through. We're also going to be talking about six different things that can derail yourself from ever achieving your goals, um, as well as that all-important question of, 
of when is the time to maybe give up and try something new? When should you throw in the towel and not, as I mentioned earlier on, maybe wind up feeling like you were the fool who pursued a goal that wasn't really worth pursuing or was just trying to do something that was never going to actually create success? It's an important question. And I think it's important to find that balance with having the faith and having perseverance and also making sure that you are applying yourself to real goals that have real potential for success so that you can create the results that you want. Anyway, much more to be said. Thank you, Gabe, so much for joining us for this first episode. And I hope that everyone will be joining us again next week for the next episode of the series we're doing on Perseverance. All right. Well, that is everything for today. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you found this episode helpful and you would like to participate live in future recording sessions, then be sure to visit startupsociety.com slash podcast to learn more about all the benefits of membership and apply to join. And finally, it would be a big help if you left Work Less, Earn More a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will this help us reach more people, but it's also going to give you the chance to potentially win a 12-month membership to Startup Society. All you need to do to enter is post your review on Apple Podcasts, then email a screenshot to contact at gillianperkins.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Now let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. We'll be right back.